Good morning. How are we doing? So, how to stop your blood sugar levels spiking? Blood sugar spikes can age you. Blood sugar spikes can cause everything from acne to disease to you name it. That's what you're kind of hearing at the moment, and I'm seeing at the moment. And often, um, some of the stuff that I get asked, I don't see on like social media, for example. Um, we get seen showing different things, and it's quite interesting. It's almost got to the stage where I think we need to address this in a bit more detail. I know a lot of people are. Uh, we went to a conference at Matt Nutrition last year as a fruit chicken team. We're going this year. I know a lot of they are. We went to a conference um, earlier this year. Dr. Nicola Guess, who is a, a dietitian and also a researcher in the field of diabetes, blood sugar, all of these literally doing studies right now showing why all of this has kind of gone too far and the evidence is there to be seen and why is that well in let's let's take a normal metabolically healthy person who just wants to lose some weight if you're told that you need to stop the blood sugar spikes and you don't need to worry about calories anymore all that matters is your blood sugar spikes and you're told by um, you're told out there that actually diets don't work, calorie counting doesn't work, and what you need to do is, like, you've shown data on this, and then I can show you data on where it looks like calorie counting doesn't work, because some weight is put back on, okay? Just because some put weight back on, sometimes not all of it, that doesn't mean it doesn't work, and we've got to look at why doesn't it work. Often it doesn't work because there's a lack of support and accountability, something that we know from research is so, so important, whether that's from your friends, family, coaches, having that support and accountability on anything we do in life, right? Having that support and accountability sure helps. I'm not saying everyone needs like a coach or anything. It can be a friend, family member. We're back? Yeah. Yeah, it could be a friend, family member. But the thing is, the reason there's nothing to compare it to sometimes is because some of, there's never been a study on just managing glucose study spikes, if you like, compared to calorie counting for fat loss. And that's because if you were to do the study, you would see that calorie counting results in more weight loss, um, or whoever's in a bigger calorie deficit would achieve the weight loss. And technically, if you didn't give anyone the support, um, the support, the, uh, say, accountability that people wanted or needed, they're likely to put on weight. But if, if you don't lose weight in the first place, okay, you're just adding in, I don't know, almonds to your fruit to stop any blood sugar spike, and you're now overeating calories and your weight didn't go down, you wouldn't be able to see if you put weight back on because you wouldn't lose it in the first place and that's why it can look quite confusing at times and the key thing to remember here is glucose spikes in themselves are actually normal they're actually normal like when we did our i did my own postgraduate research study um back in 2014 2015 2014 and this was all about low calorie diets and diabetes and when you do a postgraduate research study you have to do a hell of a lot of reading on the literature as well as doing your own and what what I did in that is I got people to come in 
and I took their blood for, I took their blood initially to look at their insulin sensitivity and also look at um, where, their, where their blood sugar level was at in the morning, in the morning fasted. So what I then did is gave them a, a glucose drink, like pure glucose, like imagine Lucozade, but like more sugar, higher concentration of sugar. And then we would take their blood again, and then every 15 minutes for the next two hours, you would take their blood again and again and again and again. Not that fun for them, but quite fun for me. I quite enjoyed it. Um, so then what we saw at the end is, so you had the glucose drink, and surprise, surprise, they'd get a blood sugar spike. But to, I'm not saying that's healthy, but over time, the average was then back down to normal. By the end of the two hours, their body process of insulin is released, it's back to normal. And providing they're in a calorie deficit that day, it's actually irrelevant. If they get moving that day, it's actually irrelevant. If they're metabolically healthy, it is irrelevant. Now in one person, and bear in mind how hard it is to sometimes get volunteers to do these studies, they were like, oh, I feel a bit dizzy after that. I was like, oh. This could be interesting. So then they we checked their blood sugar level after having the drink, and it was at like 17. And it should be, so your normal is around 4.5 to 5.8 or something around there, 6. And it's, it would spike up to like 8, 9 sometimes after the drink. And there's spiked up to like 16, 17. And it's like, oh, no. You're gonna have to you're gonna have to say something. You might want to go see your GP or etc. And uh, that would indicate that their spike is not metabolically healthy. And over over the two hours, it only went back down to about nine ten. So their their starting blood sugar level that was essentially showing that the likelihood is on average that they would they probably do have type two diabetes potentially. Not definitely because that's not the the gold standard measure. Now, in this case, sure, you might want to potentially look at like limiting glucose spikes, but in general, if you limit total intake of calories, you're going to actually lower total glucose spikes. And this is where it can become quite obsessive. Like we go, you know, there's a banana, you know, we're told we need to find the exact right foods and there's no science on this. There will be. I think there will be one day. There's actually no not enough evidence to say, if any evidence, to say that you can 100% know that this is true because there's so many other variables. For example, for starters, how you respond to foods might actually be dependent on your total intake of calories that day. It depends on what you had for breakfast. It depends on whether you exercised yesterday. It depends on your, on your sleep. And my point here is, eat meals, not foods. And sure, eating a I could say now, without testing your glucose or heart anything, if you start eating a lower carbohydrate diet, you could probably see some short, at least in the short term, progress in terms of blood sugar control. If you increase your protein intake, we know that whey protein, countless studies on this, and whey protein has a insulinogenic effect, which means it stimulates insulin, which helps to lower your blood glucose, helps to also keep you full up. But at the same time, it doesn't raise your blood sugar level. So you get like a double whammy effect. And over time, this can have an impact. So if we start increasing our protein intake, we generally eat a lower carbohydrate diet. That's actually going to lower our 
calories in general anyway. Let's say we start to eat more fiber, we start to get a bit more active. All these things anyway, before we even test anything, will have a positive impact. And we could tell you that now with as much certainty of the evidence than before even testing any food or pretending that this food is good for you, this food is bad for you. So I hope that helps and uh, kind of summarizes a bit more in here. And if you've got any questions um, on this, let me know in the comments. It's always good to be empowered with knowledge, information. In fact, at Pritchy Fit right now, we've just released preliminary details of our pain management course that we are doing inside helping with injuries, getting experts in, liaising with others on research-driven, evidence-backed, um, to help manage conditions, injuries around exercise, which is super important to always focus on what you can do. In fact, I've got a little bit of a shoulder injury right now, so I'm gonna be booking someone in uh, today. It's been lingering, and it's got to the point where I've been doing some exercises for it, not improved massively, it's not massively, crazily, um, bad but sometimes twinges and it's important to get these things looked at so they don't linger but also to stop them stopping you doing what you want to do and also getting a bit more knowledge about what's going to work what isn't work because knowledge is power at the end of the day but only if you use it and do something about it which is exactly what we do at Fritchie Fit and exactly what any program should look at doing and like I said the most important thing of all of this when you look at the science is that support and accountability. That trumps anything. That trumps any kind of dietary recommendation most of the time. Anyway, on that note, the uh, lamb, sheep are uh, pretty rowdy of me walking at this time of day. So I will leave you to it. Any questions, let me know. Uh, if you're on replay, drop a replay below. And I will see you later. Happy Sunday.